Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Kaspa. And I am your other host, oh my god, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. I thought you were going to say here to bring you spooky things. Here to bring you the coronavirus. Would be, which would be adorable too if you would have said spooky things. And no, we don't have the coronavirus. Guys, we were, were just talking about we, it. We've been though. talking about it. I mean, yeah. like, if you're a person in the world, <laughs> you yeah. you know about Everybody's this thing. talking about it, so. Uh, yeah, guys, we'll just make a quick disclaimer. So, I used to work in the medical field, and there's, it, this, this happens, this happens, all these type of things have been happening since, you know, the dawn of time. Viruses and illnesses get out there and infect people, and you're more susceptible if you're younger immune deficient or, or older. And, uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, wash your hands, be cautious. Don't be around sick people. If you are sick, stay home and look at it this way, guys. There's 60 to 80,000 deaths worldwide from the flu that nobody talks about. And our world population is about 6 billion people. 300 million people are in the United States. And worldwide, only about 4,000 people have died from this virus. So if you think in the grand scheme of 6 billion to 4,000, I'm very sorry for those people that died. I'm not trying to make light of that. But all I'm saying is a lot of this is a media fear tactic, and the general population needs to start looking at it that way. And if any good thing is coming out of this, it is teaching people and telling people, which something that they should have known all along, to wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. All the time. It's not that difficult. Wash your hands after you use the restroom. Wash your hands after you eat something. Wash your hands even more if you're sick. Wash your hands after you cook. Wash your hands after you meet with someone that's elderly or sick. Wash your hands after, before and after you touch a baby. Just wash your hands all the fucking time and don't always- Wash your hands for the sake of washing your hands. Don't always rely on hand sanitizer too. Hand sanitizer is clearly just a backup. It also clears, it also kills good bacteria. So you don't always want to use hand sanitizer as your go-to. You know, you want to just stick with good old fashioned soap and water for 20 seconds. And usually warm water, warm water is usually better. Yeah. You know, if you have to use hand sanitizer, of course, by all means, but good old fashioned, uh, washing your hands guys is the way to go. And that is, is billion nine zeros. Yes. So I I just did a percentage. Point zero 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 six <laughs> of the world population have died. Six zeros and then a six. Joe Rogan said on a podcast today, and not a lot of people like to hear this, but our world is grossly overpopulated. <laughs> and I think that sometimes certain things happen. Or the world is just kind of like, you know, we need to just shake a few thousand off. And I know people don't want to hear that, but 
the world is grossly overpopulated. Also, this is not the first flu. No, we've. This is not the first flu that we've come in we've contact had with. We've SARS, the bird flu, the A- swine, you know, the swine flu, Ebola. Uh, we we've dealt with this. Just on top of normal influenza, like I said, sixty to eighty thousand deaths worldwide a year of just normal influenza, and nobody talks about that. And most of these reported cases are people that are elderly, Im- immune deficient already, like they're already sick, or they're younger, like. So, you know. Eat your vitamins, wash your hands. That's all you gotta do. Literally. Instead of going and buying toilet paper, go and buy some vitamins. Oh my god, yes, please. Go buy some vitamin C. And vitamin some C soap. fights vitamin C fights your immune system. So not fights your immune system, helps you fight, like helps you get And a good probiotic. Yep. To build up your good bacteria in your body and your vitamin c boost your immune system get your vitamin c and your probiotic and your and soap some, and some soap some dove some dial but some clorox bath and body. wipes clorox wipes and fucking toilet paper come people stop clorox wipes i get because honestly oh, i yeah. do buy clorox wipes yeah. to clean with so if you want to clean with them absolutely but you're gonna have to pay 50 dollars on amazon if you any find disinfectant will work you know you use that what is that? Two parts bleach, one part water. Use that. Bleach is a natural disinfectant. Buy some Lysol. Buy some Pine Sol. Yeah, but if you just if you just have good old fashioned bleach, two parts. I bleach, got some bleach. One part water. Grab yourself a white rag and start fucking cleaning. I got already, some bleach. I was sick for two days. I kept my ass home, and it wasn't fucking Corona before you people start. Uh, allergies are also a thing right that's now. That's a thing so. too. I literally, you know what I did? I kept my ass home. I kept my ass in bed, and now I feel much better. You get you a Pelosi. <laughs> I told her. I said the one out of the about six times in the two years that Trump has been president, this has been the one of those times that I've actually agreed with him that he's telling people to chill the fuck out. So he gets a Pelosi clap. <laughs> If you guys don't know what that is, just look just it up. Just look up Pelosi we can't, clap. We can't really show you gets, what that is. No. He gets a Pelosi <laughs> clap from me. So. Pelosi. He doesn't, he doesn't know, but, you know. Pelosi for Tremosi. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, like, everybody has been talking about this, so we thought we'd... Yeah, it we is kind of weird, though, because I do, like, seeing the shelves empty... At the stores, totally it, it looks like a horror movie. Like, it actually looks like the zombie apocalypse is happening and people are going out and... <laughs> what I find funny, though, is that it's just toilet paper and cleaning supplies. Oh, I know. Everything else is fine. Oh, my God. I saw the best one where it was like a whole meat shelf was emptied except for the vegan stuff next to it. <laughs> and they were like, even with the even with the coronavirus, people still want to eat that vegan shit. Because it was, like, the tofu and all that shit that was still left. And, like, vegan hot dogs. But, like, all the regular hot dogs and bacon and stuff was just gone. And I was like, oh, my God. Why is that true? Um, <laughs> I mean, like, if we were in a zombie apocalypse I mean, and that's all I had to eat, I'd force it down. I mean. I'd also try to get used to eating cat food and dog food. Because... I, might, I might eat your dog over over tofu. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, they do that in China. Ew. Not a good place to reference right now. Not. No, okay. <laughs> I would rather eat cat food. But they actually tuna. So they actually say though, like dog food and cat food is actually decently good good for you. Uh, fun fact. And no one would eat it. 
Fun fact, I don't know if they still do this, but uh, because I read it in a book in school, when they used to do the Iditarod dog, uh, dog sledding competition in Alaska, uh, some of the drivers, the people that would lead the sleds that would have the dogs riding them, they would actually mix in, because I read it in a book and I found out this was this was true, they would take some of the dog food and they would mix it in with their own stew and they would eat it because... Dog food specifically has a lot of fat. So you give yourself an extra layer of fat to add on warmth because at night temperatures would drop damn near below zero. So that's why they would mix in the dog food with their own stew so that they would have more fat content to the meat so that they could add on more fat to their bodies to stay warm. Huh. So. Huh. Yeah, that's why people even in Alaska mix, well, they used to when it was more in larger supply. Inuit tribes would mix whale blubber in with any type of food that they would eat uh, because fat it would add on a layer of fat for warmth. Well, I'm going to tell you, so, I weighed 54 more pounds than I do now last year at this time, and I was warmer. Was it whale blubber? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you just inadvertently call me a whale? No, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> is that a fat joke? That is funny, though, because when I lost weight, friends that I've known, and I didn't even lose a huge amount of weight, but still, 30 pounds is a pretty decent size amount of weight, uh, you notice that the parts of your body that you lose it in, you're like, oh my god, I'm so much colder. I know, I'm like, I'm under blankets all the time now. That was not me. I was always fucking hot as hell. I'm like, if there's one thing I miss about being fat, it was that. I miss being warm. Although during the summer, it'll be great. Oh, yep, there you go. No. Excuse me. I didn't mean to burp. You're like, I thought, thought you were just having a moment. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, what <Yeah>. happened? <laughs> Something just in seconds happened, and I don't know what it was. So we just wanted to bring that up, guys. Just wash your hands, please. Wash your hands. If you cough or sneeze, cover your mouths. Even if and it's allergies. if someone coughs out in the store, it's probably allergies and you need to calm down. Oh my God. Don't stop. run to somebody and security, security and be like, someone here has the coronavirus because they coughed. There was a whole plane diverted the other day because somebody <laughs> coughed and people flipped the fuck out. And they had to land the fucking plane. Like, and literally this dude just had allergies. Like, it was so dumb. Like, please stop. And also the xenophobia. I've seen reports of Asian people getting beat up. And oh my god, people refusing to go into Chinese restaurants. Look, we had motherfucking Chinese food tonight, so y'all can suck it. Like, you don't want to eat Chinese Chinese for us, more for us. So, like, yeah, that's stupid too. Like, I, I hate that I even have to bring that up, but like, yeah, definitely don't be fucking xenophobic and racist. Don't, you know, attack every person you see that slightly clears their throat or sneezes because of dust like calm calm down like it's not that big oh i just sniffed yeah casper starts having a starts having her moments guys don't flip the fuck if anything you can't catch it through a podcast a a podcast (laughs) even if we did have it you guys could fucking catch it We'd still, we'd still bring it to you, though, because we'd be co- co- quarantined for two fucking weeks. 
here with your next episode while we're quarantined. Uh, we have one episode coming on every night. I'd be like, what are we doing tonight? Yeah, might it's as all, well. It's all we got to do. What else are we going to do? Because we're fucking stuck here. <laughs> Which honestly, would I, I'd be okay with that. If I, hey. got, if I got paid or whatever, you know. Like, I have been hearing this shit. I was like, short-term around, disability? Like... Is that a possible thing? Oh, I don't have to come in close contact with people? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to come in close contact with anyone ever. No. <laughs> You're like, I just don't want people. No touchy. Um, we should also say real quick too, because uh Casper's been getting reports coming in of certain conventions that have been canceled. One more importantly coming up that has not been canceled, but just rules that have been coming in about horror hound coming up. Uh, in a couple weeks here in Cincinnati. It's literally a week from Friday. Um, it's still ongoing as reports have been coming in. If you guys are following everything along on Facebook, uh, just really for now, you know, they're implementing rules that are pretty normal that I would come to expect. There's going to be sanitizing stations for everyone and uh, you can't hug or anything. Any of the uh, actors that are going to be there, celebrities that are going to be there, um, you know, they're, they're really limiting you... the like the handshaking, the hugs. Yeah, the, which makes sense to me. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I think Nathan At least is you taking, still get to meet him. I think Nathan is taking very solid precautions for this, and he's doing the best he can. So hats off to you, Nathan. I know. Yeah. I don't know if you'd ever hear this, but hats off to you because you're doing the best you can. And he said, as of right now, it's still on. Yeah. He said, you know, if the governor forces him to shut it down. He has to. Like, there, there's nothing he can really do about that. But as far as right now, it's still on. They are getting some cancellations, and it is due to filming. Um, he said he has heard a couple of them talking about the fact that they might not actually come because they are worried. Um, he didn't mention names, which I understand. He doesn't want, you know, mass hysteria of people getting mad at these people for not coming because they're worried. But um, he said he's going to try to do the best he can to... He's like, it's a week before the con, con, so obviously it's going to be hard. But he said for everyone who cancels, he is going to try to get somebody else to replace them. So honestly, he's doing the best he can. This poor dude. He he does a lot of this on his own, and he helps... um, I mean, he has plenty of people who help him, and I want to thank everyone, every one of you who does it, because you're all amazing. But, um... He definitely, like, for the one leading this convention, he's an amazing dude. Such a sweet guy. So smart and definitely doing this in the way that I think he should. So, as of right now, everything seems to be good. Uh, I would just make sure that you keep up with Horror Hound on Facebook because that's where they mostly post all of their recent um, things. So, just make sure you keep up on that. I can also, like, on my Twitter, I can I can post updates um, for you guys that follow us on Twitter, because I know more of you follow on Twitter than anywhere else. Excuse me. So just wanted to kind of give you an update on that. E3, I don't know if you guys know what E3 is, but I'm sure you gamers out there know what it is. Uh, E3 has been canceled, and Ace Comic Con in Boston for next week has been canceled, so it's happening. So it's, it's very possible that Horror Hound could get canceled. It really all depends on what the governor says. Because right now he is saying it might be in order to cancel everything. Yeah. So, like we said, guys, just keep up with uh, credible updates. Read credible news. Don't get all your info off of Facebook. Uh, Just be careful. Uh, 
Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash so we can tell you. Wash your damn hands. Anyway, tonight's episode. So it's, this episode. Yeah. So we've talked about the coronavirus for 16 minutes. <laughs> so tonight's episode, like I said, is Breaking all about, news. Right. Uh, no more news. Tonight's episode. Sadamsville Rectory, guys. Um, if you've been seeing our post out there, uh, we've decided to have our haunted place all about this rectory. In Cincinnati, Ohio, um, that is actually not very far away from us, maybe about half hour. Um, it's in a really small neighborhood that literally runs right along the Ohio River. Like, used to be a pretty bustling um, uh, hub of industrial uh, warehouses, like many towns along the river. Um, Cincinnati pretty much got its start in the industrial revolution, that was kind of the boom with Cincinnati. You know, you had the river and a railroad that pretty much led goods and services all up and down throughout the Midwest. So any little town marked along the river were just built up as much as possible to just kind of keep, keep up with the boom of the industry because you were having immigrants coming in you know Cincinnati is mostly German populated so you're having a lot of immigrants coming in they're going to want work they're going to need places to live so houses pop up buildings pop up industries pop up they've got work um and Sadamsville was one of the little neighborhoods in Cincinnati right along the river that counted um obviously and unfortunately, in the last few years, um, as a lot of those warehouses and industries fall, um, the towns kind of suffer and um, it kind of has become more lower to middle class, unfortunately. Um, but there's still a lot of small businesses and they are really closely um, in relation to like East Price Hill and the East End and Northern Kentucky. So in relation to areas that are closer to the city in Northern Kentucky, they are more accessible to that. So they've got that going for them. So, um, uh, the other thing that the neighborhood happens to be known for is that Pete Rose, who, uh, if anybody follows baseball or even if you don't follow baseball, I'm sure you've heard the name Pete Rose. He played, uh, for the Cincinnati Reds baseball team from the late fifties to the eighties. Um, and he was from Sadamsville. So uh, pretty much the only two things that Sadamsville is known for is Pete Rose and one of the most haunted places in all of America, <laughs> which happened to be this rectory. Um, so like I mentioned, a booming German population in this neighborhood, uh, and more specifically, a German Catholic population in this specific neighborhood led to the founding of Our Lady of the Perpetual Help in 1878. The church itself was dedicated in 1889. According to a small booklet published by the parish for its centennial celebration, the rectory, one of four buildings belonging to the church, was built in 1891 to accommodate the growing parish and to house the priests that serve the community. Um, yeah, if you look at pictures now, uh, it's the church and the rectory behind it are pretty big buildings and have this really give off this presence because they're this like really bright brick red. Um, so if you look up pictures of them, um, 
Sorry about the leaf blower in the background. If you guys happen to hear it. He's been motherfucking blowing for five motherfucking hours. Yeah, this guy is really in love with his new leaf blower, apparently. <laughs> He's like, I got a new leaf blower, and I just got to use it. I got to use it. I got to show everybody for like five hours. So sorry. Somebody's, everyone's going to come out and yell at me, but they're going to see my new leaf blower. That up in the background. Damn leaf blower. But yeah, if you guys have to look up pictures of this rectory or if any of you, which we'll reference later, if any of you have seen the old Ghost Adventures episode, um, it's about a four-story, three or four-story building. I think it's three stories in an attic, but it's pretty big. The church is pretty big um, and the buildings are still standing. Um, uh, so let's see. The church, the rectory was one of four buildings belonging to the church. It was built in 1891 to accommodate the growing parish and to house the priests that served the community. Plagued by floods, again, like I mentioned, this is right on the Ohio River, and devastated by the expansion of US-50, Sedamsville withered and so did the parish, which closed in 1989. The parish merged with Holy Family Church in East Price Hill, another Cincinnati neighborhood, which is really close by, like within 10 to 15 minutes from Sedamsville. Prior to its closing, however, the rectory was plagued by some pretty horrendous events, both inside and outside its walls and all in by all involving men of the cloth. In the late 1800s, possibly around 1865, Father Donald McLeod, who wrote The History of Roman Catholicism in North America, was struck and killed instantly by a train on the Indianapolis and Cincinnati Railroad in Sedamsville while on his way to provide comfort and sermon to a seriously ill woman. It is also said that three priests have died inside the rectory of supposed natural causes. I have not been able to find any reports to substantiate that, but that is in one of the articles that I read. Um, besides deaths, a priest was accused and even admitted horrific crimes. Father John Burning, who was accused in 2000, who was accused in a 2003 lawsuit of sexually abusing a boy from 1957 to 1965 while assigned to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Burning admitted at the age of 95, apparently on his deathbed, to archdiocese officials that he abused children during his priesthood. As I remember, so quote, as I remember, there is only one day that I molested the boy. I do not remember the day, unquote. Father Burning wrote in his October 2002 letter to the Archdiocese, quote, with best wishes and kindest regards, I am sincerely yours in Christ, unquote. Five men filed suit in October of 2003, claiming Burning sexually abused them repeatedly as altar boys, some at Our Lady of Perpetual Help and others at St. Margaret of Cortona. This was another church in Cincinnati. Criminal charges were impossible because the statute of limitations had expired decades ago, and the church's zero-tolerance guidelines for removing abusive priests rather do not apply to priests who no longer serve in active ministry because of age or health problems. Um, and by this time, Burning was in Florida by the time he had even confessed um, and had passed away. Um, so yeah, taken into that, deaths... The horrible crimes there. I mean, it's it's nothing that we guys don't know. I mean, there's been movies and so many documentaries that have come out in the last few years on Netflix, Amazon, various areas that we have known very early on for many. So as many of you know, for many years, unfortunately, the Catholic Church has been plagued by uh, reports of uh, molestations by priests, molestations by nuns, molest just rapes and all kinds of other horrible things. So Father Burning was just one of many. Um, and unfortunately, nothing happened to him. 
uh, and men had to live with this for years. So uh, I think on top of that and all the deaths here, and you can see why there's been a lot of reported activity, whether you want to believe it or not, at the rectory. Um, so in 1995, the church was purchased by John Klosterman from the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, who intended on redeveloping the property. Before that, it had sat empty for some time, even unfortunately used by squatters for dog fighting, as evident by dog scratches on the doors of one of the rooms. Uh, this is also mentioned, you guys can find pictures of this if you Google it, and this was mentioned on the Ghost Adventures episode as well. It's like pretty significant in one of the rooms you can see where it was like chewed up and scratches on the doors. And I think neighbors, I've found an article or had found an article about neighbors reporting barking and various things that had gone on in between the time from 89 to 95 when the church was closed before uh, John Klosterman bought it. Um, so we'll get into some former residents of the rectory. Um, even though John Klosterman owned the property uh, from what I could find up until at least 2017, um, it says here that Chris Kane lived in the rectory from June 2006 to May 2007. He's a fifth-generation, lifelong resident of Sedamsville, and though he never himself experienced anything paranormal while living there, he agreed that his neighbors are strangely proud of the rectory's spooky reputation. Uh, Kane stated that, quote, they like being recognized because it always seems as if we are the forgotten neighborhood. People talk about the rectory all the time. The longtime residents would like to see the rectory and church be developed and become alive once again, unquote. Though the ghost evaded Kane, two of the rectory's former tenants, Tim Brazil and Terry Scott, promoted it as a hotspot for paranormal investigation. According to their website, the building has been featured on three television shows, including Haunted Collector, My Ghost Story, and as I mentioned, Ghost Adventures. Um, their website is actually no longer up and running, just in case you guys wanted to know. Uh, it was for SadamsvilleRectory.com, and it's no longer up and running. Sadamsville Rectory does have a Facebook page, but I don't know right now who's running it. I don't know if uh, Tim and Terry are, or if John Klosterman is, but I do know Tim and Terry don't, I don't believe, live there anymore. Um, disturbances in the building ranged from voices, unexplained sounds, and doors opening on their own, they planned to live in the upstairs bedroom, this was Tim and Terry, until a terrifying unseen force drove them out, causing them to seek help from religious leaders and paranormal investigators. The activity grew more frequent as the paranormal activity began to manifest as a demonic presence, confirmed by other paranormal researchers who have claimed that they have been attacked by an unseen force while investigating the rectory. Scratches, possession, attachments have been reported by dozens of people who have dared to enter. Um, so this was people that knew Tim and Terry... Tim and Terry themselves stated that they had experiences and then various other paranormal researchers that have gone in there as well. Visitors have been have heard unexplained footsteps and voices and have seen doors opening and closing. They've also seen the apparition of a clergyman who is believed to be Father McLeod. Other spirits believed to haunt the place are a man and a child who were both found dead at different times on the street in front of the rectory. The child had a noose around its neck. Neither of these crimes have been substantiated. Well, you know what they say. When one door opens and another closes, your house is probably It hard. probably is. Yeah. Just, just something to keep in mind. You know, in case that ever happens to you. 
there? Get the fuck out. No. Um, <laughs> and an episode of Ghost Adventures, Father uh, Jack Ashcroft is portrayed as performing an exorcism on a possible demonic, in- demonic entity in the building. However, Ashcroft said that the show may have misled viewers. When I was called in, I went there to do a blessing on the property, he explained. Ashcraft noted that the blessing does include a minor exorcism, but Ghost Adventures made it seem more dramatic. Well, what? Ghost Adventures made something dramatic? I know, right? Also, I have something really funny to add to that. Not downplaying this at all and not making fun of this father in any way, shape, or form, but I was watching it on my phone. And my roommate was in the room with me, and she was sitting on the couch a decent distance away. And they said his name, and she just starts laughing, like, uncontrollably. And I'm like, I paused it. I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, what is that guy's name that he just said? And I said, Ashcraft. And she goes, yeah, I heard ass crack. (laughs) And she's just dying. She's like, I heard father ass crack. And I was like... You mean to motherfucking tell me on Ghost Adventures they got a father ass crack? <laughs> so I went back and played it and I was like, oh my god, if you're like not listening and it's just kind of like in the background, I can I can understand why she heard ass crack. Father Jack ass crack <laughs> will now perform an exorcism on Zdamsville Rectory. <laughs> Thank you, Father Ass Crack. Thank you. <laughs> father Ass Crack! <laughs> Father ass crack. Oh my god, I can't. So I can't, that was perfect. I had to thank her for that because that I was, was like, you know, I I kind of heard ass crack myself, but I was like, nah, I'm just hearing things. I'm like, then when I heard you just die laughing, I'm like, did you hear ass crack? <laughs> thank That's you, Father amazing. Ass Crack. Um, he said it's not as simple as the TV show made it out to be. Um, did you want to sure. take over? So <laughs> ass crack, exactly. <laughs> just kidding. That was a good place to take over right there. <laughs> so Ashcraft, you're I, like, I can't even, I can't nope. even say it right you're now. You're like, I almost did it again. I'm really sorry, Father Ashcraft. I'm not making fun of no, your name. We're not. It, just, it just, it sounded like it when you're not listening. No disrespect, Father, but that no. was hysterical. Yeah, that was funny. So Ashcraft added that demonic forces are usually very responsive to a house blessing. Furniture will spontaneously fly across the room. Disembodied voices can be heard. But he said none of that actually happened during this time in the rectory. When we were there, there was only one experience we had. A strange sulfuric smell. That is not evidence that anything supernatural was there. He said smell can come from actually anywhere or anything. And I do not believe anything is going on on that property at all. Yet some professional ghost hunters disagree with Ashcraft's assessment of the rectory. Definitely, in my opinion... There's some really negative energy in that place, said Dave Spinks, who had been a paranormal investigator since 86. It's in my top five for really crazy paranormal locations. Along with friends Sean Astin, Phil Arnon, and a man who goes by the name L.A. Beast, Spinks traveled all the way from West Virginia to investigate the rectory. Spinks said he tries to approach every paranormal investigation as rationally as possible, which you absolutely should do. Yeah, very much. Always try to debunk it. If anything ever happens to you, always try to, like, rationalize it and figure out a way, something it could have been. And if there's, like, absolutely no way that you can, you're like, the air wasn't on, there wasn't a draft, or... You know, the the water wasn't running, so there were no, the pipes wouldn't have made that noise, you know, this or that. Then, obviously, you can 
put it on old houses and old buildings can make a lot of sounds that some people can very easily think are ghosts or spirits. So that can very easily be debunked. Um, it's just like the beginning of the first conjuring when, yeah, when they were at that couple's house and they were like, Oh, there's that sound the again. And it was were, the pipes. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I met Steve Gonzalez from ghost hunters, he told me that, uh, I experienced, which I do believe this place is haunted, but music hall in front of Washington park, another place in Cincinnati that is known to be quite haunted, uh, had reports for many, many, many years of people smelling rose perfume, specifically coming out of one of the bathrooms. When I was a senior in high school, I smelled this myself when I was there on a field trip to see the Phantom of the Opera play. I told Steve Gonzalez some years back when I met him about this experience, and he said that you have to be very careful in certain old buildings that may have been built with rose wood. Certain woods which makes total sense, pine wood and et cetera, certain woods, specifically rosewood, because it was a very expensive wood, was used in a lot of old buildings and houses. And sometimes when radiator heat turns on, uh, it will heat up the wood, which will give off that smell of that wood, which will make you think that it's some type of paranormal presence, when really all it is, is the smell of the wood. So he said right. that can that can also be something else that can be debunked. So always go into things questioning everything. Also, be very respectful if you are susceptible to spirits. Be very respectful of spirits. Be very respectful of people that have passed on, of places that you have been where you know that you may be coming in contact with people that have passed on either in or around that property because they were at one time people. And think of them as family or friends or anybody that you've known yourself personally that has passed on. And would you want someone talking to them disrespectfully? So just be very respectful of the dead. Um... Act like you're just First a real stranger that you're talking to. Would you First treat a stranger yeah. like that? Be respectful and also be skeptical. So, yeah. Question everything. Nothing and be wrong with being a healthy skeptic. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. So, let's see. Yeah. Try to approach every paranormal investigation as rationally as possible. We try to rule out anything that could be causing the disturbance other than a ghost, he said. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I have like this really long burp that's happening and I can't stop. <laughs> there's so, so much going on. With there's your just body there's right a lot going now. on with my body. There's a lot going on. Period. <laughs> in the world and just life the in world. general. Um during their visit, Spinks and his friends have been in the rectory for only a few minutes when the paranormal activity started. As they started to explore the attic, Spinks Spinks felt his face burning. That was hard to say. Emphasis. Thanks for the flexibling. <laughs> Within five to ten minutes of being inside, I got a scratch on my face. It just appeared on my face, and it was not me. The investigators then moved downstairs and set up their equipment on the first floor. They used a device called a ghost box, and if you, any of you watch Ghost Adventures, you know what it is. Yeah, ghost box, spirit box, same, same thing. thing. A modified radio that constantly scans radio frequencies. Yeah. The ghost box provides white noise, and Sphinx said supernatural entities can harness that white noise noise, to communicate. The group asked the ghost box a few questions and began to hear the voices of small children on the frequencies. Jesus Christ, that just gave me the willies. 
The voices seemed to be asking for help, but as they continued to talk, the ghost box, another voice appeared. Spinks described the voice as deep, groggy, and growling. As we kept trying to communicate with the child spirit, the growling got worse and worse. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Nope, 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 nope. That's some demonic shit. Nope, 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 nope. Either demonic shit or just a really nasty adult spirit or something. While they tried to keep the communication going, Arnon began to complain that his back was burning. His friends lifted his shirt to discover a vertical line scratched down his back. You could see it was getting redder and redder, said Sphinx. The friends watched as another line appeared on their friend's back. Sphinx said the two lines intersected in a way that made an upside-down cross. Ooh. Okay. N- my back, like, yep. feels weird. Like, I, I don't like that. that. I was like, mm, nope. I felt that. Nope. The friends... <laughs> it was really unnerving, to say the least, and I've been doing this for a long time. Sphinx wasn't sure who or what could be responsible for the paranormal activity they experienced. If a tragedy happens somewhere, he said, it's more than likely that the negative energy will stick around and cause weird disturbances. However, he'd done research on the rectory's history and hadn't discovered anything conclusive that would cause the disturbances. Sedamsville is one of those enigmas of the paranormal, he said. John Klosterman still owns the rectory as of 2017, and he plans to embrace the building's haunted reputation as he converts it into an Airbnb. He hopes that renovating the rectory will help Sedamsville residents recover their history as a popular, bustling neighborhood. I'm not going to believe any ghost stories until one comes up and bites me, says Klosterman, but if people want to stay here and bring their Ouija boards, that's fine with me. It's up to their imagination. I don't want to stay any fucking where where Mm -mm. a Ouija board has Mm -mm. been used. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, thank you. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm a... uh, What is it? Yeah, I'm a... That's a yeah, no from me, dog. Yeah, yeah, that's a no from me. That's, that's a no from me, dog. <laughs> um, so we did want to just reference real quick because uh, there were so many different websites that both Casper and I looked at to get as much information about the rectory itself and the hauntings. Um, but a few I wanted to reference for the notes in particular were a Cincinnati Inquirer article from August of 2003. Um, a WCPO Channel 9 ABC Cincinnati News Affiliate article from May of 2017, um, and an article from a Facebook page for the Interface Death Paranormal Research Group, and their article, House of Darkness Sedamsville Rectory from January of 2015. Um, so thank you to all three of those pages for giving a lot of information. Yes, thank um, you. I did want to mention, too, that uh, even though the website that was mentioned in our notes is now no longer existing, and I don't know if that was actually being run by Terry and Tammy, who were featured on the Ghost Adventures episode that were former tenants, um, I think it was SedamsvilleRectory.com. There is a Facebook page for the Sedamsville Rectory that is still, um, as far as I can see, up and running. Um, I would say since it's connected to the sedansvillerectory.com website that is now debunked it or defunct, it might be tied to Terry and Tammy. Um, not too sure, but uh, the reason why I think it might be um, the owner is because there's been recent posts as of October of last year where there was a paranormal group that actually went inside the building and did a ghost hunt. Um, That was in September of 2019. So uh, they said that they even went there. They went in 
2016, um, and they came back in 2019. So uh, somebody may still be uh, renting this place out for just paranormal groups to come and investigate. I don't know if they do special haunted tours around Halloween, the reasoning it happened in October, or if they just give special permission to certain paranormal groups to come in there to investigate, like they let ghost adventures in this certain paranormal group. Um, I have found other Facebook pages and websites of other paranormal groups over the last few years that have gone inside the Sedamsville Rectory that have either said they've had experiences like Spinks and his friends did, or they've either had nothing at all happen to them. Um, Ashcraft said that even though he smelled the sulfur, that that could have very well been debunked, Father Ashcraft said, but he didn't experience anything. Uh, the Ghost Adventures episode said that they felt things and there were two EVPs that they captured. Um, you know, this group uh, on the Sedamsville Rectory Facebook page said that they had paranormal experiences when they were there back in 2016 that they captured on video. Um, so I think it just really all depends on the person um, and their own perception, um, what they leave themselves open to, uh, and how they go about investigating. So I think that kind of all encompasses what can happen with different experiences in this place. Um, I literally have been this whole time looking it up on Airbnb and I can't find it. Yeah. So I don't think it's being rented out for Airbnb right now. That was in 2017 that John Klosterman had considered it. Um, oh, there's there's a gallery house color room for $10 a night. You can rent a room? Somewhere in, in Sedamsville, Ohio. Um, it's $10 a night, y'all. That's sketchy. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that either. Consider That's less than what it costs for a pizza. <laughs> to stay in a house for a night is less than what it costs for a pizza. Yeah, con considering the uh, Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the ha you don't get the house. It's just a bed. It's just a room. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you would just it's be It's actually just a room. room. Yeah, you'd just be renting a room. Actually, I don't, I don't just like inside that. the Yeah. I said anyway. I was just pointing out I looked on Airbnb. I can't find it anywhere. So, I don't think Yeah, that was in 2017 that that uh John Klosterman had mentioned that he was wanting to turn it into an Airbnb. So, um, like I said, a lot of articles just gave as much information as far as the history of the place and some of the purported hauntings. But most of the articles stopped right around 2017. Um, you know, the Ghost Adventures episode was sometime back in the early 2000s. And then, like I said, it was October of 2019 was the last Facebook post that I saw regarding the rectory and it was by a paranormal group that had gone there back in 2016 as well that they said that they actually did capture something and had experiences um i've always i've wondered too like we were talking about this before we started i kind of wonder if the demonic presence wasn't just attached to tim and yeah, because it, it was there a lot while they were there. Oops, sorry, that was and my And then phone, when guys. they did the actual yeah. investigation, it seemed like it was more attached to Tim. There was some information that I shared with Casper um, off air that I don't want to put out there in the airwaves. Uh, 
because we live outside of Cincinnati and I don't want this to somehow maybe get back to these people. And, you know, I don't know if any of this is true. I don't know them personally. Anybody that does know them personally may have more information to the story and you can believe them whether you want to believe them or not. I don't know. Uh, you know, this could be another George and Kathy Lutz situation, you know, where we could be having some people that are either lying or they could have something specifically attached to them that they could be bringing, you know, cause on one hand, okay. So for instance, cause we've done an Amityville episode, George and Kathy Lutz, people that didn't believe them said that they made the whole thing up just to write this book, just to get this movie, just to get notoriety. That could very well be what Terry and Tim, Terry and Tammy did. They got ghost adventures, other ghost shows to come in to investigate. They were on camera. They probably got paid for their time. Could have been making the whole fucking thing up for the fame and the money. Their little 15 minutes. Or if you look at it on the side of, uh, there was a documentary that was released not too long ago called My Amityville Horror. And it was released by George and uh, Kathy Lutz's son and George Lutz's stepson who said that George Lutz did practice devil worship did practice some some type of satanic rituals, did practice those rituals inside that home and was trying to conjure up some type of demonic activity in that house and that a lot of it was stemming from George himself, that he could have very well brought something into the house or stirred it up from the demonic activity that he was uh, involved in. So it could be that that's why I'm comparing them to George and Kathy Lutz with Amityville because it could be one of two things. They could have had something directly connected to them that was negative that they brought into the house that could have either brought there or stirred up what was already there and made it worse. Or they could be making the whole thing up. But if they're I say it like this, if they're making it up, why did other people go in there and have experiences? Same thing with the George and Kathy Lutz story. If they were making it up, which they're part of it, they could be making it up. Why did Ed and Lorraine Warren go in there, have experiences, other people that were in there with them substantiate those experiences? And they also got the famous photo of the little boy who I believe was one of the children that was killed in the DeFeo murders, peeking his head out of the doorway. So... That's what I'm saying. It, it goes without saying. They could be lying about part of it, or I'm more apt to believe that I think that if you have a certain past or a certain attachment yourself, that you can very well bring in that demonic negative energy into a space, an area with you. And if people watch that Ghost Adventures episode or have not and find that Ghost Adventures episode and watch it, you can see specifically, especially when Father Ashcraft came into the rectory, that Terry specifically did was not comfortable with the whole situation at all. Because Father Ashcraft made a point of saying that to fight off demonic activity specifically, to not only have crosses, but to specifically have crucifixes, you need to have the body of Christ on the cross because you need to have that representation of Christ against evil. Terry didn't want to hear that. It was and Tim. that to me, or Tim, is it Tim and Terry or Terry's Terry? the wife? Tim Terry's the, the wife. husband. Okay. So Tim didn't want to hear that. That to me, if someone doesn't want to hear or be in the presence of the body of Jesus Christ, that's demonic. 
that's something every time he would bring up something of religion or you know he would he would do the blessings on the house if you invoke the name of jesus christ very uncomfortable and he got aggressive name of jesus christ to a demon that's it they don't want to hear that nope they don't want anything to do with it yeah you're invoking the holiest of holy names they don't want to hear that so yeah i mean it very well could be and but i'm not saying it is attached to them maybe it isn't maybe they just lived there and it was already there and it just attached itself to tim that happens to people too yeah so that place has had a lot of bad energy in it yeah if you take into account the deaths of the priests there whether that happened or not um Oh my God! Any any cases of child molestation that was done there by that priest that obviously left some disgusting energy. Um, dog fighting there—that's horrible. You know, if that happened there, that leaves horrible. Ener- I think that a place can have so much negative energy dumped on it that it's almost as if Bobby it Mackey's. manifests itself. Bobby Mackey's, for instance, I've told people so many times. Now going into the research, now going into what I know of the research that I've done about that place, it seems like just that, that land, just not even that building, but the land that that building is on is just saturated in, in blood and evil. Yep. From an Indian massacre to a slaughterhouse to a mobster gang bar to... Pearl Bryan to just, just everything, like the whole place. And I think a lot of that, I think the rectory was started with good intentions. Um, poor Casper. Um, I think that rectory was started with good intentions. And then a lot of unfortunate things happened. Um, and then just more things happened, you know. And then they also say, too, a lot of places, now this is something, even though they were in no way involved with any investigations with the Stamesville Rectory, but ghost hunters would constantly reference any place that is near a body of water because water generates energy. And if you and if you think about it, this rectory and this church are literally like a stone's throw away from the Ohio River and have and part of the reason why the church was shut down was because of flooding that was coming through that area. There was a horrific, the Great Flood of 1937 hit Sedamsville horrifically and flooded that whole entire area, hundreds of feet of, you know, houses completely submerged underwater for days. And the rectory and the church was hit profoundly by that. So that flood, numerous other floods, industry leaving, jobs leaving, uh, people dying there, uh, the scandal of the molestations, the area succumbing to to drugs and, and poverty. And you, you take an area, you take the energy, you take the place, you take the people. It, it's just so much of it can just be a powder keg for, for demonic or negative spiritual activity. Um, and uh, guys, we've gone over so many times the differences between spirits and demon and demons. Um, go way, way, way back and listen to our Ed and Lorraine Warren episode, our Warrens episode, and we deep dive into that stuff. Like, 
it's definitely nothing to fuck with when it comes to demons. And I believe more so than anything, you know, it goes into what Spinks uh, said um, when Dave Spinks mentioned that all of the occurrences that happened to him and his friends while they were there in their investigation, he was not able to conclusively find anything in his research of the rectory's history that would cause those disturbances. Scratches, feeling like your face is burned. Anytime there's scratches, uh, if you're attacked in any way by an entity, that nine times out of 10 is gonna be a demon. If they scratch you, if they leave three scratches, if they leave an upside down cross, all of these are a mock to God, to Jesus Christ, to the Holy Trinity, and all of those are signs of demonic activity or demonic oppression. And and I would be very fearful of an attachment. I, I don't want to go to any of these places. If you're an empath, if you're susceptible to, to anything, you could very well be wide, be a wide, wide open gate to demonic attachment. So I would heed a warning to any place that you've ever heard of that specifically has negative energy, because that negative energy could very well be demons. And those demons could just latch right on to you like flies on shit. And I think that's the way Bobby Mackey's is. And I think that's the way the rectory is. I don't think it was a coincidence in that uh, Ghost Adventures episode that uh, they decide to go to the rectory and in the very same episode, they decide to go to Bobby Mackey's, but they won't go in the building. He didn't even want to be on the same side as the building. Which I kind of call bullshit on Nick Groff because he has since gone back into Yeah, but he also got a divorce. Oh, okay, true then. Because at that time, that's right. Because he was, he was still, still married. married, and he said he promised his wife he wouldn't go back in there. But then they got divorced, and he's like, "Ah, bitch, it was coming after you, not me. I'm out." <laughs> so I got you. Okay, pardon me, moi, Nick. I did not know that you were divorced. Uh, so I can see why, because I was like, "That's bullshit." Because you've gone back since and are charging money for meet and greets in that place. So Casper corrected me. You are no longer married. I actually I really like his show too. I like your Paranormal show too. Paranormal lockdown. I'm not trying to be a dick. I like it. I like Ghost Adventures more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind Just of in love with Aaron. Saying I'm kind of in love with Aaron. I love Aaron be so in much. love with Aaron. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness. Aaron's the best. Who could not be in love with Aaron? So yeah, guys, uh, I'm not going to the rectory anytime soon. And uh, I thought about <laughs> it until I re I did too. You know, re revisited it. <laughs> revisited the Ghost Adventures episode and really researched into it because I don't want to go anywhere where there might be a demon. Um, no, I'm fine. Well, before I watched the episode again, because it had been so long since I'd seen it, I started doing more research into the actual rectory itself. Well, when I started looking up uh, paranormal researchers that had gone in there too and investigated and didn't have any experiences, I was like, mm. I thought about going there myself since it's not that far watched the Ghost Adventures episode, then read that article from 2017 that we read that these guys had their experiences in there. And I was like, I think that this place is more demonic. Yeah. Than anything. Yeah. 
Because there's been no murders there. I mean, there's been no, uh, nothing substantiated anyway. Like I said, you know, there was that one article that I found that there was supposedly uh, uh, an adult and a child that were found dead on the street. And the kid had a rope around his neck. People say that that was a neighbor that had something to do. I mean, that that story's been overtold so many times, and I haven't been able to find any news articles to substantiate when or how that came to be. But really, the two, the one specific entity that's ever seen full body apparition that's ever seen there is a clergyman that everybody believes is Father McLeod himself, but. Anything else, people usually never see anything. It's they hear things and stuff scratches them or hits them. And when they do hear things, they hear growling or they hear deep whispers or they hear a child. And if you hear a child in areas like that, as all of you know, if you watch any of these shows or know anything about paranormal research, if you hear a child in places like this where you normally shouldn't hear a child, it's a demon. They can show themselves in ways that make you lower your senses to make you believe that they're innocent so that they can latch on to you. They're smart. And kids would be the perfect way to do that. So, I mean, no kids ever died there, so there's no fucking reason why you should be picking up any child voices in that rectory at all. You should not be picking up any child voices. No. I just thought about this, too, before we God, that gave me ch- For some reason, really- when you said that, that gave me chills. What if the growling could be one of the dogs that died there, too? Oh, I know none of the yeah. reports got substantiated, but I'm right. pretty sure there was probably... I found a lot of articles that mentioned that there was possible dog fighting there. It's possible. So, I just thought about that, too. Mm-hmm. You know... Now that made me sad, puppy. Well, the, the, some of the scratches that people get... Ooh, could be the dog. could be a dog. Hmm... But sad. the upside down cross, okay, upside that's down obviously cross, not a yeah, dog. Yeah, that's obviously a not a dog. A dog's not going to be like, mm. <laughs> Like, oh, excuse me. Like, no, dogs don't. Yeah, that's definitely not a dog. Um, but yeah, it's not about that. That's so. really fucking sad. Oh, that was really bad to end on. Mm, the fuck? Sorry, this place sucks. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So the Sedamsville Rectory, guys. Yeah, that was interesting. That I've was heard a really lot of people were interested about place this one, to so. do. Well, yeah, because I really haven't heard. You don't hear much about it. I haven't heard anything about it much since the Ghost Adventures episode, and uh, I haven't heard anything about it at all besides the Ghost Adventures episode. Guys, to be honest, um, we will look more into. You know, obviously, if anybody's interested in going to this place and investigating around October. Um, we'll have to keep in mind to check back to the Facebook page to see if there's any updates of if they decide to open it up for any tours or anything to that nature. Um, if you guys, guys want to go, go. We're not. Sedamsville Rectory, <laughs> look it up on Facebook, guys, if you want to check it out. But, um, I mean, we'll, we'll keep looking for updates, but I don't plan on... I'm I'm not going. Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm not going. I even thought about just like driving by and taking a picture, and I don't even. I don't even. I don't you know, you know, something would appear in that, that fucking oh, picture. Oh no, I know. And then I gotta like, and then you gotta cleanse your phone, and then you gotta cleanse <laughs> your car. Dishonor on you. Dishonor <laughs> on, on your car. Dishonor on your phone. You gotta cleanse you. <laughs> You gotta cleanse your car. You gotta cleanse your phone. I would also like to talk about the fact that Mulan comes out this month. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Sorry. Bitch, I will get the coronavirus if I'm in that motherfucking theater sitting my ass down to see Mulan. (laughs) You ain't gonna stop me. Corona is not gonna stop Mulan. Ain't no stopping us now. Corona. Corona. What? (laughs) Corona. I like it. I like Corona. Corona. It's like piranha, but piranha. It sounds like a Oh my god, the Hyundai Corona. The Hyundai <laughs> Corona. <laughs> That's definitely a Hyundai car. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> next week. Lord. No, not Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so next week, Lord. I mean, technically, Lord, help us through these movies. So. Oh, oh god. <laughs> I almost forgot what next week was. Do you remember now? Yeah, I do, because we have a whole plan. So, next week, guys, since it is St. Patrick's Day, we are going to do an entire episode on the Leprechaun series, which I personally have only seen one of them, which I think was enough. (laughs) So... Same and these, same. These movies are absolutely not good, and we are going to have an absolute blast watching these movies and doing this episode because we're just gonna roast the fuck out of these films. And for the first time, I can say I've actually seen a film that has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Zero percent. Yeah. So I sent. I sent that to Casper. I happened to look up the Rotten Tomatoes on Wikipedia of every single Leprechaun movie in the series, and there were there were quite a few of them that were zeros. There's quite a few of them that are single digits. I found a website, which we'll reference this when we do the episode, that actually gives you, in order, best to worst Leprechaun movies in the series. So, is it just the and guess all what, the worst? Guess what? The first one is not the... the f- is not the no. The first one's not the best? The first one's not the best. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I haven't seen them yet. I have I saw the first one so long ago. Tiny Jennifer Aniston. It's Warwick Davis. I mean, I love Warwick Davis. He was one of the Ewoks. And Willow. And he was in Willow. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> if you guys have not seen Willow, get the fuck out of town. That movie... Never-ending story. These are, like, all such a huge part of my nerdy-ass childhood. So, I'm gonna need y'all to get on it and watch Willow. Willow is great. Warwick Davis is everything. Um, Going into watching these movies with the mindset of this is campy bullshit, I'm probably going to enjoy them a whole lot more than I enjoyed the Jason movies. I mean, the whole thing starts because somebody takes his pot of gold and they defeat him with four-leaf clovers. So, it's basically John Wick. How could you? What? No! Except that it's a dog. Not and... the plot of John Wick! They took his dog. They took his, his car. dog. His... But see, they took his fucking pot of gold. Oh, well, yeah. You can't defeat him with the four leaf clover, though. John Wick will John fuck Wick you is up. a badass motherfucker. Fuck you up. And they're making a fourth one. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Did you see the post that said, when I found out the coronavirus can affect dogs, it was a picture of John Wick with two guns in his hand and his dog on his shoulders? <laughs> oh my god i love it so much. so yeah next week leprechaun mm. yeah you know we just, we should just change it to boondock saints right now no, i'm just kidding <laughs> we can't do that they're not a horror movie 
I know. I actually even am, though I watch them every year, I watch Boondock Saints every year for St. Patrick's Day. So do I. But I do have to say, I am looking forward to watching all these movies at least once. Because, you know, as a horror fan, that is a series. And at least you can say you've seen it. I'm kind of like that with Jason now. I've seen them all, unfortunately. Uh, I didn't see the end of Jason X, and it's fine. Look, one of the (laughs) leprechauns ones, they go to space. And it's already been said, as soon as you stick a horror movie in space, it's the kiss of fucking death. It's never going to be good. It's never... None of them were good. Critters in Space was awful. Jason in Space was awful. This one's going to be awful. They're never good. They're never good. It's literally the kiss of death. <laughs> like, why are, you, why are you doing it anyway? Why are you putting them in... Why? Because <laughs> there's nothing left. Because the moon. Because <laughs> the moon. Because <laughs> aliens. <laughs> If you're going to put them in space, at least Alien crossover it. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to have to agree with that one. Because Aliens is amazing. Yeah, let's cross over Aliens. Just cross over Aliens. So, guys, a word from our sponsor. Oh, no. <laughs> a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. Ding. I actually just realized I forgot to do Treat Yourself Tuesday yesterday guys listen it has been a this year (laughs) this year has been insane on top of the fact that this past retrograde praise jesus it's over this past retrograde has been shit (laughs) so it's been a little ridiculous to say the least um yeah yeah so like i said i was sick uh as I mentioned before earlier, um, when fucking Corona though, uh, oh shit, I'm going to, oh shit. Oh shit. Um, (laughs) that's why we didn't have the treat yourself Tuesday, but, um, I'm fine. I'm good. You know, everybody has their moments. This fucking weather on top of it has not been the greatest either. So of course this is going to wreak havoc on everybody's immune systems as well. I'm taking my vitamin C and washing my damn hands. But, um, guys, there are going to be some, I am so excited. There's going to be some really great new products coming soon. Um, keep checking back on the social media. Um, I will really try my best to work on, uh, in the next couple of weeks before the end of this month that I know I've been promising that, but I'm really going to try to start working more on the website. Um, but I definitely have got some new products coming on the way. There are going to be some new bath bomb scents coming. and there's actually going to be a whole new product item coming as well. So, uh, all whole of new the... product. I know. I'm so fucking excited, guys. But uh, that's all what I'm going to do bombs... every time you have a new item. A new item. Whole oh. new product. Um, new bath bomb scents are going to be coming. Totally new products are going to. New items are going to be coming. But for now, everything else is on sale on the Etsy shop. Calm your body down. See your BD on Instagram. Calmyourbodydown.com is the website. Um, thank you guys for all the support. Uh, hopefully in the spring things will start picking up again with all of these new uh, scents out. I just want to keep as many new things rolling in. Um, I've been getting. I've been having so many new suggestions and ideas, and I just can't wait for you guys to see what's coming. Um, also one last thing, the, uh, chocolate ones are going to be gone the end of this month. So guys buy them up as quickly as you can. Otherwise, uh, thank you for everything.
Calm your body down. <laughs> it almost sounded like for a second you couldn't breathe. You're like, I'm trying. It actually sounded like it's a dentist. There. Like the... Ew, you know what they mean? I don't want to think about that. Sorry to all those people out there that hate the dentist. <laughs> I hate the dentist. I need to go, but I don't want to. I mean, I don't so. hate the dentist. I just, it's, I don't like the dentist. I mean, I don't think anybody likes the dentist, but. Oh, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're like, no, I, I hate the dentist. Like, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, honest to God, I like the gynecologist more than I like the dentist. Oh, no. Oh, that's bad. I'm not because even, there's I'm not there is far. you know why because I intend to every single time I go to the dentist I tend to get headaches. Oh, because when they drill, it yeah. just it it gives me a headache. At the gynecologist, I don't get headaches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't leave with a motherfucking headache. They shouldn't be drilling on anything. <laughs> the gynecologist. <laughs> Can somebody make that a horror movie called the gyno, the gyno, where you go to the gynecologist and they I'm drill saying, you? No, but not in a good. Like the movie Teeth, instead of the having a vagina oh, with teeth, no! there like the drill, like someone's drilling your vagina. Dude, that could be a kill scene, even if not just a movie. Just someone make that a a kill scene. Period. Like, doctors going insane, like, all kinds of different doctor kills. Dude, I have a great idea. (laughs) You got a dentist kill. You got an eye. Dude, the eye doctor. Straight through the eye. Oh, Oh my God. God. I'm loving this shit. Do have an eye one? Of course you do. Do we have to do an eye one? You got to have a gyno, an eye, a regular uh, family doctor that would stick a stethoscope through your throat. (laughs) Let me hear your heart. They did a. They've done a. They did a dentist one. That's that. That so one's been old. overdone. It's so old. It was so long. But it would have ago. to be included. That one was. That one was goofy. Like we need. We need an update. Reboot to Doctor. It was Doctor Giggles. Yeah. Can we, can we get a reboot on Doctor Giggles, please? Could somebody please grab that idea and scare the hey, shit out of people? Again. Scare the shit out of people that are terrified of dentists once again. <laughs> Hey, my plan again. I remember renting that movie at Blockbuster. Oh, when God. It was on VH- Isn't that a 90s when movie? When it was on VHS. It's like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I remember when that shit was on VHS. Yeah, I'm old as fuck. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys, so don't forget next week is Leprechaun and uh, St. Patty's Day and uh, Corona and uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash. You gotta wash your hands. You need to make sure you wash your hands. You gotta not go get that coronavirus. You need to wash your hands. I was gonna make a Rocco reference. You turn the page, you wash your hands. You turn the page, you wash your hands. And then you turn the page, and then you wash your hands. Basically, read your books next to the sink. <laughs> it was Philbert when he worked in the comic book store. Thank, and you're welcome to anybody that was a Rocco's Modern Life fan. I haven't so. seen that show in Oh years. my god, that show was my incredible. A hundred fucking Rocco's Modern Life. Same. Also, fingers crossed for no cancellations for Horror Hound. Yeah. Please. Um. So. Stuffs. <laughs> oh like yeah, we've done this in like eighty million years. And why does it feel like that? Why does it feel like Every last week, week to this week was like 
84 years. <laughs> it's been, it's been 84, 84 years. No, it hasn't, but it feels it's, it's literally been, been seven days. And it's like, it's, it's like the coronavirus a week ago wasn't <laughs> like it is now. And it's like the whole world is different. And it's like <clears throat> so much has happened and changed. And literally social media so we have facebook instagram and twitter at don't fuck with the original please give us a follow make sure you spell it out to the t or you will not find us if you would like to send us an email any questions (laughs) concerns comments email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com if you would like to give us a follow or subscribe make sure to hit us up on podbean Castbox, podcast player podcast addicts or Spotify, give us a follow, give us a subscribe. You'll find out when we do new episodes every Wednesday. Did I remember everything? I think we got it. Okay. And if we didn't, fuck off. Oh, well, you'll figure it out. (laughs) Just just leave a comment. You're like, you forgot this. Yeah, we gave you our email. Google don't fuck with the original, don't with the apostrophe, and you'll find us, and we're there, and there you go. <laughs> also, super, super, super big shout out to Taylor for making our video, but, if you guys saw yes, our video. How Taylor. fucking badass was that shit? Oh my fucking God. We should have said this like at the beginning, times. but I feel like that was seven years ago. Like, why was that so long ago? It was so fucking awesome. <laughs> that man. video was awesome. Our new... um. That new um, art that she did for us was really awesome. And huge shout out to Taylor. Thank you so much for doing that. She somehow squished 30 movies into one video. And I actually sat through it and tried to figure out every single one of them. And she pretty much included all of my favorites. So I'm in love with it. So I just wanted to give her a huge shout out for that. Thank you for that video. Thank you for your awesome support. Thank you for always being such a cool fucking person. And she is an amazing editor. Um, Actually, I'm going to give you guys her page on YouTube because she's just that fucking awesome and everyone needs to know about her. Yes. Um, Her name on YouTube is Standby. Taylor Lynn one two seven T A Y L O R L Y N N one two seven. Make sure you give her a subscribe. She edits videos, and there's a lot of lesbian content, which is kind of great. So if you're in the LGBTQ community, definitely yeah, geared even toward better. you. There you go. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, just make sure you uh, you hit her up and follow her, and I think that's all we have. So that is literally everything. That is literally the business. Everything. All right, guys. I'll see. I'll like. See you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ding, ding, ding.